This sermon audio is presented to you by Pastor Tommy Brandon and Calvary Church of Fort Worth. For more information, visit our website at calvaryftw.com. All right, here we go. To the book of Genesis 26. If you're a guest, that's the first time, probably the last time I'll ever do something like that. I just couldn't help it. Genesis 26. So we're in this last Sunday of this series, okay? And i got to set this up for you. We're in a series called This Is That. And let me kind of tell you where it came from. In the book of Acts, of which we're not going to kind of go there and read from, but in the book of Acts, this, there, there's an account that happened. It was the very first time ever that the Holy Spirit was poured out on, upon flesh, upon people. And when it happened, it was dramatic. I mean, it was, like a, it, was a, it was like a light show. I mean, it was dramatic when it happened. And it happened so dramatically that some of the people standing around were like, what is happening to these people? It's so dramatic. There's wind blowing. There's fire. And they even said, guys, I don't know what's going on. It's like they're, it's kinda, it's like they're drunk or something. And a preacher happened to be there. And Peter stood up and he said, hey, whoa, slow down. These people are not, they're not drunk. I know what you think you're seeing is, is that. And then the Bible says these words. That's not, that's not that they're drunk. This is actually that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. And when you read that, you kind of get this idea. You know, there's a lot of things about our Christianity that if, that if you don't know enough about it, you might think it's something different than what the Bible is really trying to help us understand. There's some things that you just need a little bit more information about before you make your final judgment on it. Can I get an amen, somebody? So I took those little words, this is that, and, and I just decided to talk about a few things that I feel need a little bit more information. And uh, the very first Sunday of the month, I, I spoke on the spirit-led life. Because I think some people think that being spirit-led is, is something that it's really not. It, it's, it's very doable, it's very awesome, and, and all of you qualify for it. Uh, if, if you'll put, put Jesus Christ at the center of your heart and, and allow the Holy Spirit to just come upon you and baptize you, when you're baptized in the Spirit, it opens a door that allows you to walk into a whole new world where you're not just having to make decisions alone. You're able to have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God, lead you. Well, I talked about that. And then first Wednesday, we talked about praise and worship, which was really good. But last Sunday, oh my gosh, it was just so awesome to look and see what the Bible says about healing. And some people think that, that healing doesn't happen. Other people think that sickness doesn't happen, that you're already healed. There's a few places you just don't need to go because it kind of leaves you messed up. So I really did my best to try to teach us from the scriptures what biblical healing looks like. If you've missed any of those, we do our best to try to make them available to you if, you if you would like. I would love for you to go back, listen to them on our website. That's Calvary, F-T-W, Calvary, Fort Worth, basically, calvaryftw.com. Or if you're, you're an app person, please download our app, utilize it. I think it'll bless you. So it leads us to today. This is that. There's a word that turns a lot of people off, and I'm going to tell you why. That word is Prosperity prosperity. And I totally get it. I know why that word just doesn't really set well with some people. 
Because unfortunately, there's been some abuse of the word prosperity. I know that, man, I've seen it with my own eyes. I've heard it with my own ears. I've seen certain types of ministries that are representing God, but it's obvious. It's obvious what they're really doing. It's, 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 it's almost a scam. It's almost, let me say it this way. I think there's, if you're not careful, there's some approaches of prosperity that abuse the elderly. That really abuses of the, it's, it's abusive to the poor. So basically, when you see someone with a big time need, the, the sales pitch is, you know, I see that you're, you're living on a fixed income. You're down on your luck. You're just one offering away from having a truck full of money back up to your front door. And when they knock, you open your door and the bed of the truck just dumps millions of dollars. I'm still looking for that truck and I have not found that truck. But there's an abuse of that. So I want to help some of you realize there is a biblical, there's a biblical understanding of prosperity that I'm going to do my best to show you today to allow you to enjoy the prosperous life in Jesus without you thinking that you have to keep prosperity at an arm's length. Okay? So that's my job today. There was a church one time. Churches sometimes get off into weird ideas. They think it's a great idea. And it comes out later on that the idea wasn't that good. This one church thought they would raise some money. So they created this financial campaign. And the campaign was, how, how can we raise this money? Okay, I got this idea. If you'll give $1,000 to this campaign, we're going to let you choose three hymns. So you name them, we're going to give you three hymns for a $1,000 offering. And this one little single lady came up and she gave her $1,000 and she said, I'll take him and him and I'll take him. You got to be careful on what seems to be a good idea when it comes to, some of you right now are like, I'll write a $2,000 check if that's the case. <laughs> some of y'all are like, can I get 90 days same as cash on it? I just, <laughs> I'm going to finance him. Well, here's the good news, everybody. There's no such campaign here at Calvary Church. But I do want to talk about prosperity. To the book of Genesis, chapter number 26. Get your pen out. Get ready to circle. Get ready to underline. Get ready to highlight. These sermon notes are available to you right now on our app. So if you'd like to just pull that up, you can. Genesis 26, 12 through 13, reading from New King James. Then Isaac sowed. Everyone say sowed. Now you can't talk about the blessings of God without talking about sacrifice. He sowed. He sowed. But here's the deal. Once he sowed in that land, he reaped in the same year a hundredfold. Now, this is where a lot of prosperity type preaching and teaching stops. Sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping, sowing and reaping. And if you're, if you're not careful, all of us would love to, to reap. So if my reaping is dictated by my sowing, man, you'll find yourself just sowing just to reap, sowing just to reap. God's idea of prosperity is not just in you reaping. He wants to bless you beyond your imagination of just 
a reaping of a harvest. Let's see what it says. The Lord blessed him. The man began, here's what I want you to underline. The man began to prosper. Everyone say prosper. And it gets better. And he continued prospering. Underline prospering. And then it says, until he became very prosperous. He prospered, continued prospering until he became prosperous. I'm telling ladies and gentlemen today, God wants you to prosper. So let's talk about that word that leaves some of us wondering, where is this sermon going? Well, this is the plan of God for your life. God wants to prosper you by taking you further Forward into areas that you can't go on your own. If you really want to know what prospering means in the sight of God, God wants to advance you, further you, take you, lead you, pull you, push you. He wants you to get to places you can't get to on your own. That's what he wants to do. Say this, for example. If there's any husband or wife in this room that's made it to 20 years of marriage, if there's any of you that's made it to 30 years of marriage, I know my my mother and father here and they've made it to 52 years of marriage. Can I just tell you the secret? The secret is that God wants to take your marriage further forward into an area that you can't go on your own. What do I mean by that? I know my father and that little rascal would not be married to my mama 52 years if it were not the hand of God's prosperity. (laughs) And I know my mother. She's not innocent. Everybody thinks she's a perfect little angel. I know the real Linda. (laughs) Tom and Linda made it 52 years because somewhere at a wedding altar and then many times repeatedly, they say, God, you better get in the middle of this marriage or we're going our other way. But they kept putting God in the middle of it. I think about so many of you that own and operate your own business. You got to remember, I know you. We eat together. We fish together. We hunt together. We play golf together. We do barbecues together. We do birthday parties together. You're not smart enough to have the business you have. I know the real you. And sometimes I walk away going, I don't get it. (laughs) Let me tell you what it is. God's hand of prosperity is on your life. Taking you further than you can get to on your own. If you want the best example ever, you're looking at the best example ever. I speak broken English. Two plus two for me is somewhere like 11. I'm from Louisiana. We're like 50th on every single list in education. And I'm on the bottom of that list. But yet, somehow or another, God's hand of prosperity taking me further than I could ever go on my own. God's wanting to do something for you that's going to change your life forever. Ever. He's wanting to give you, he's wanting to take your kids further than you ever dreamed your kids' potential would ever take them. It's the blessing of God's prosperity. Now, 
You talk about that kind of prosperity, there's not one person in this room that wouldn't want that. Every single one of us in this room wants that kind of prosperity. Can I get a big amen today? You want God to take you further than you can go on your own. Well, here's the good news. He wants you not just to prosper. He wants you to continue prospering. And he wants you to continue prospering until you become prosperous. He wants you to work through every marriage trouble. He wants you to work through every debt issue. He wants you to work through raising those babies. He wants you to work through every setback physically, setback mentally, setback emotionally. He's wanting you to prosper in what things? Well, this is what the Bible says in 3 John chapter 1 and 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things. Someone say this out loud by faith. Say it by faith. Allow it to come out from within your, your spirit. God wants me to prosper in all things. That's right. He says, and be in health just as your soul prospers. Not just your physical life. He wants you to prosper in your thinking. He wants to give you thoughts that you can't come up with on your own. He wants to give you creativity. He wants to, give, he wants to stretch your capacity to be able to dream big and to pray big and to walk and live this halal life, life to its fullest. It's the life of prosperity. So, here's a good everyday working definition for some of you that are writing Biblical prosperity is having more than what you need so that you can make an eternal difference in the lives of others. Matter of fact, I feel, I, I just want to drop this on you right now, okay? I said this in the first service. It's, it's, it's just too good to wait till later on to say it. You need more than what you need to where you can be a blessing to other people. Because all of us have a baseline of what we need. <laughs> I'll never forget. The very first ministry job I ever had, Scott, was in San Antonio, Texas. And the only good thing came out of that job was these two things. I learned exactly what not to do as a preacher. And I also met my wife in that city. Come on, somebody. Holy Ghost time. <laughs> San Antonio was good to me. I learned what not to do in the ministry and I also met Dinora Yolanda Lopez. <laughs> Woo! Talk to me, somebody. But when I took that job, Phil, it was crazy. When I took that job, that, that man that hired me set me down and I was, it was my very first job in the ministry and he said, what do you absolutely need to exist? And I thought, man, I was thinking that brother was ready to bless me. And he's asking me what I need to exist. And sure enough, when I told him what I needed to exist, he said, that's what I'll give you. And so many in this room right now, I'm here to stretch you beyond of thinking about what it is you need to just exist. God's not looking for you to exist. He's looking for you to be prosperous. 
You need to start thinking bigger, dreaming bigger. Here's the secret. You need to start praying bigger. You need to start seeing by faith yourself, not just the, what is it going to take for you just to have a good marriage? Man, enough of good marriage. Let's have a great marriage. What's it going to take to have good kids? No, we want superstar, crazy rock star kids. What's it going to take to exist in our business? No, God helped you start that business. We need to get that business up here to running, running smoothly and being in abundance and increase. Enough with just wanting to exist. He says, I want you to prosper in all things, be in health in all things, just as your soul prospers. So may our thoughts be prosperous. May our feelings be prosperous. Aren't you tired of always struggling with how you're feeling? Let's get beyond our feelings and enter into a life of faith, being able to operate out of the word of God, not how our feelings are feeling. Somebody say that's good preaching. Man, I'm so glad you feel that way. I agree. So what is it that brings the blessings of God? We're going to spend our time remaining in the book of Psalm. Psalm chapter number 1. Turn with me quickly. Psalm 1 in verses 1 through 3. We're fixing to take our medicine from the word of God to get better. My job as your pastor is to help you get better. To get better. Not better in the sight of God looking for approval. But to increase your life. To have more in this life. Everybody look at me real quick. This is critical to your theology. What I'm about to say is the game changer in your theology. You don't get better to get God. You get God and he's expecting and wanting you to get better. There's a rotten theology that says that you're going to have to perform and put on a little dog and pony show and dot every I and cross every T just to get into heaven. No, Jesus and Jesus alone at the cross is your ticket to heaven. Your faith in his grace is your ticket to heaven. But when it comes to the blessings of God, with every promise of God, there's a premise. There's a condition. And I'm here to help you get there. Everybody say amen. Amen. So here we go. The book of Psalm is is our medicine today. This is what's going to help us get better. Psalm chapter 1, verse number 1. Blessed, prosperous is the one. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers. Now, I grew up in an environment that would stop the reading of the text right there because that's some good preaching. You can't expect to get closer to God and spend all your time with people that don't love the Lord. You can't expect to get the full blessing of God on your life if your entire realm and in your entire scope of fellowship and mindset is doing life with people that are going in the opposite direction. Now, before some of you get cute and say, well, what about us reaching the world? You know what I'm talking about. (laughs) Don't be the outlier right now trying to come up with something. Get focused on what we're preaching about. Let me say it this way. You're not blessed if you're looking for ways to blow your time, to blow your money, to blow your conversations. If you're looking for ways to waste this life, there's plenty ways. This says blessed is the one 
whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. Guess what that person's like? That person's like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Here's what the Bible says. Whatever they do prospers. I'm telling you, there's a place you can get in God that when the economy turns, you never feel it turning. How's that possible? Because you're going to be a tree that's planted by water whose leaf produces the fruit and that the leaf does not wither away. When the droughts come in life, you're still living in abundance. How's that possible? Because you're not stuck living in this mindset of economy you're stuck living in the economy of God by faith believing I'm not going to waste my time with with bad conversation I'm not going to spend my days having negative conversation there's so much negativity I can get trapped in there's so much criticism I can get trapped in I'm telling you when people come and they talk to me and 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 they got this issue going on or they're upset about this and all I need to know is who you're hanging out with and the next thing I know I'm just sitting on the other side of the desk thinking well I'd be feeling that way too if all my time was spent with that kind of conversation hey everybody junk in Junk out. The fastest way you could talk yourself broke, unhappy, critical, and negative is to spend time taking that stuff in. That's a whole nother sermon. I better get back on here. It says the person that, 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 that doesn't respond to that kind of text, the person that doesn't leave a comment on that kind of post, the person that moves on and becomes a tree like sitting by the water with fruit in the season and and the leaf doesn't ever dry up and wither away. They prosper. And here's why. Because every promise of the word of God has a premise and a condition. So here we go. Number one, if you want prosperity in your life, here's how it's gonna happen. I will be blessed as I put God first. Everybody say it out loud. Put God first. Proverbs 3, chapter 3, verse number 9. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all of your crops. Then, then, we're not talking salvation, we're talking blessing. Honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits of all your crops. Then, that's the premise, that's the condition. Here comes the promise. Then your barns will be filled to overflowing and your vats will brim over with new wine. Anybody familiar with the campaign called I Am Second? Anybody? I'm asking one more time. Anybody familiar with I Am Second? Ball players, celebrities, um, uh, famous pe- uh, politicians. Maybe not politicians, but <laughs> celebrities. Musicians, rock stars, ball players, people that you and I think we we feel like they're successful. There's a handful of them that says, Let me tell you where my success came from. It's when I put God first in my life. And they do these campaigns called I Am Second. He's first, I am second. When you put God first, it gets heaven's attention. 
And here's the reason why. It's a secret word that deserves some spotlight today. It's the word called order. All throughout the word of God, there is an order to things. There is an order to things. God's grace is received by faith. There's an order to things. Well, so it is with the blessings of God. You put God first, order, you put him first, make yourself and others second, and on down the line, you've just released heaven's best into your life. Put him first. Secondly, I am blessed as I maintain my integrity. Now, now, Pastor Tommy, I was all on board. I was your amen corner about blessings and increase, and, but you're telling me I have to have integrity? Yes, I'm telling you, you have to have integrity. Let me make integrity real simple. Keep your word. Let me make integrity really simple. Pay your bills. Let me tell you, the ones laughing ain't paying them. Everybody's like... You wonder why the hand of favor and blessings tied in your life. It's because you took them up on that 28 days to pay it off, but then you forgot. Man, I'm telling you, we may stay here till 3 o'clock like this. You know what's wrong with, you know, this, this, what's crazy about preaching is when you start feeling resistance, you hunker down and preach about it more. Pay your bills. If you got plans on going to a restaurant today, raise your hand real quick. Don't lie, raise your hand. If you got plans on going to a restaurant today, you know you're lying. Raise your hands if you got plans on going to a restaurant today. Somebody better tip. Today. Why are you preaching about this? Trying to get you further than where you can go on your own. Well, I'll give them a little something, but my tea, I didn't get any tea for a half an hour. Let's move on. Psalm 84 and verse 11. For the Lord is a sun and a shield. The Lord gives favor and honor. No good thing does he withhold from who? Everybody? No. It doesn't say that. It says he, withhold, no, he doesn't withhold any good thing from those who walk, whose walk is blameless. How's your credit? Oh, don't go there. I need to go there. Because I can tell you right now. You can pray all you want for the blessings of God, but what you're doing is setting yourself to get something and then you're going to lose it when he gives it to you. I just preached about this Wednesday night, didn't I? I forgot all about this. I just preached about this Wednesday night, this past Wednesday. Here's the deal. You can pray all you want for the blessings of God, but all they're going to do is slip out of your hand if you're not, if you're not positioned and postured with wisdom, with some, with some know-how in knowing how to handle it. Matter of fact, it's coming to me in my spirit right now what I said Wednesday. Some, all of you qualify for the blessings of God. But the minute the blessings of God hit you, some of you immediately become disqualified to keep them. 
Ja. Man, y'all put some gas on this preacher's fire today. Oh, Lord. Let me tell you something. If y'all just want to stay where you've always been, then just do what you've always done. But if you want something else good to happen in your life, if you want God to get you places you can't go on your own, you're going to have to start putting him first. And you're going to have to start living by integrity. Treat your family better than you treat your strangers. Treat your wife better. Some of you need to take your wife out this week and spoil her rotten. Hush, Denora. <laughs> Get yourself a babysitter. Spoil her rotten. When's the last time you just spoiled her rotten for no good reason? Just to spoil her because she spoils you. Just, to, just Let's go. This, this is getting bad, y'all. You will be blessed as you give intentionally. In other words, schedule giving. Prepare for giving. Plan for giving. Go by the ATM. Get $20. Put it in your pocket. Not for you. Not for your family. Not for your kids. Put it in your pocket Ask the Holy Spirit in the next seven days, show me where to give this $20 to be a blessing to somebody. It may not be the homeless person that your, your, your flesh instantly thinks. You don't need to look for ways. Don't look for ways to blow money. Look for good places to sow money. And the Holy Spirit will tell you, there's been plenty of times that it was obvious to me someone needed something, but the Holy Spirit told me it wasn't me to meet their need. It wasn't for me to meet that need. And if you're not careful, your flesh will say, well, man, are you sure? You sure that's not your, your? no, 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 no. I don't just give to give to give to give to give. I want to give with intentional Holy Spirit being led. And then when you're led by the Spirit, when you give, your small giving will move a big mountain. So be intentional about it. So imagine a cloud, a cloud that's called God's best and God's prosperity and God's blessing. All we're trying to do is make sure that we're under that cloud. That's all we're trying to accomplish right now. Last but not least, before I close, give generously. Don't live by the calculator with your giving. You live by the calculator with your giving. You just might have calculator type receiving. Give openly. Give willingly. Give with generosity. Luke 6, 38. Give and it shall be given to you a good measure pressed down. Shaken together, running over will be poured into your lap. Here's the secret. For with the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. So if you want to give a thimble, receive a thimble. You want to give a gallon, receive a gallon. Are you following me? Give generously. Look for ways to go beyond 20% tipping. Double that bill every now and then. Again, don't do it just to do it. When the Holy Spirit says, man, this little lady, this little single mom's been working two shifts. I think I can be a blessing to her. Reach down deep and I guarantee before the time you go to bed that night, something's coming your way. 
Because when God says, whoa, 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 God, God looks down and says, did you see, did you see that? He just, he just gave that little waitress some, did you say, give him some more because I can trust him with that. Last but not least, but, man, that clock done went red. Listen. This whole staff, this whole staff, this whole staff, oh, they, 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 they just been leaning on me. Now you got three services coming up. You're going to have to really tighten up. They done went red on the clock. <laughs> Listen, this is my last time to preach with just two services. I'm going to preach all I want. I'll, I'll kick it into gear come, come, come Easter. I'm in trouble. <laughs> Easter's going to chew me up and spit me out, man. Them three services, when they really start, I'm going to be like, amen. <laughs> Lord bless you and keep you. <laughs> Let me share with y'all my favorite verse right now. Some of y'all need to make this your refrigerator scripture. Here it is. Put this on a sticky note. Put it on your mirror. Proverbs eleven twenty five. Man, Mario, Mario, you get this one. Get this one. Proverbs eleven twenty five. a generous person will prosper, and it gets better. A generous person will prosper. Who prospers? The generous. Who goes further, who goes further with the hand of the Lord on their life than they could ever go on their own? The generous. But you ready for this? It gets better. Whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. You give a water to somebody? Get ready for a gallon to be given back to you. Refresh other people. It's not just with money. Stop long enough and have a conversation of blessing with somebody. Get ready when you need a conversation. Somebody's going to be ready to pour into you. Refresh them with a smile because one day you're going to need a smile back to you. Refresh them with your gift. Offer them something. Bless them real good with your time, your labor, your love. It's going to come back to you. I've, I've lived this the last several months of my life. It's amazing how refreshing. When God sends you the right people into your world, they will refresh you when you need refreshing the most. You spend your life refreshing others, and the devil will say, look at that, look at that. You refreshed them for these many years and now look at that. Now you left empty and drought and hungry and thirsty and you, it's like living in a drought. And God said, <laughs> devil, such a liar. Look at this. And he just brings so many more people around you to refresh you. Some of you right now, you need to receive this in the Holy Ghost. You keep refreshing people and watch what God does for your life. He'll refresh you and pour into you like never before. But you got to put him first. You got to live with integrity. You got to give with intentionality. You got to give with generosity. And I close with this and I'm going to pray a blessing over you. And matter of fact, let me just work this for a minute. Last Sunday, we had a special time of prayer for those that needed healing. I close this series today. I'm fixing to pray for some of you that need a financial miracle in your life. It's not going to be for everybody. Maybe just be one or two. But your faith has been elevated as you've heard the word of God. 
Faith has been increased and you're about to step into something. Today, on this Sunday, I've had four people tell me they were healed miraculously this last week. Now, somebody's about to have a miracle in the finances in your world. But I want to leave you with this. This is the final point and this is the, this is the last head of a hammer on a nail. This is where it drives it in. You ready? Put him first. Live with integrity. Give intentionally. Give with generosity. Here it is. You'll be blessed and prospered of the Lord as you stay dependent on God. Because this is what happens, Jake. A lot of people, they'll, they'll go all in on faith and they'll get the hand of God on their life and the blessings of God on their life and prosperity will be, a, it will be real. They will, they will prosper. And then all of a sudden, they'll lose their, they'll be, they'll, they'll, they won't be on their A game one day and they'll make the mistake of thinking they did it. I did that. I built that company. I'm the secret to this marriage. My kids are turned out the way they did because of me. All of a sudden, you'll think it's you, 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 you. Here's the danger. 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 17. Command those who are rich in this present world. Don't you be arrogant. And don't you put your hope in your wealth. Because it's uncertain. You need to keep putting your hope in God. Who richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. The whole point of this message whole point of it before I pray over you I want us to give God every single reason to pour his blessings on our life hey God look at me I put you first look at me God I'm doing my best to live with integrity I give with intention and I give with generosity and, and God I give you a commitment I make my word to you I'll always depend on you and, and heaven saying I found somebody that's, that's got their self together and ready for more I want you to stand with me today. Now, only you know this. I can't, I, 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 I'm not in a position to judge you on this. Only you know this. If you're ready to step into these types of conditions, if you're ready to make a commitment to God that you are going to put him first and that you're going to keep your word, you're going to pay your bills and you're going to honor, honor your word, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to live with integrity. You're going to live with character and honesty. If you're ready to give with generosity, if you're making yourself ready for that, I'm ready to pray for you. But only you know if you're ready to take those types of radical commitments to God. But if you're willing to make those commitments to God, I'm telling you right now, God's fixing to blow your mind with his goodness. Bow your heads, everybody. If you're in a place mentally and spiritually you're ready to to kind of go up a level if you're ready to have increase in your life if you're ready to keep your end of the bargain for God's blessings I want you right now just to go ahead and signify that by surrendering with lifting up your hands and I'm going to pray a blessing over you then we're going home only you know if you're ready for that kind of commitment level because somebody they you know the integrity thing they're not quite sure if they can do it there's some people here today that are just not quite ready to really put him first. They kind of like that position. But if you're ready for it, this prayer is over you today. Father, by the lifting of these hands, these are your children. And they acknowledge the fact that prosperity is not miracle money. Prosperity is not give this much money and that this will happen. 
That's, that's so silly. It's abusive teaching. But it is biblically sound to acknowledge the fact that you are a good father and you have blessings for your children. Only thing you're asking is, are we the type of children that you can trust? Well, I believe with all these hands lifted up, God, these are people that are willing to, to honor you and to bless you and to put, put you before themselves or anyone else. So with every hand that's lifted, Father, I'm asking you to move the obstacles out of their way. Do what they can't do. I ask you to supernaturally, by the work of the Holy Ghost, to do what they can't do, God. Move that resume up the stack of, of resumes. Put their name on the boss's mind for the next promotion. I ask you to open up contracts for business owners that they never even knew was really doable or possible. As they've attempted with all of their heart to honor you, I ask you to move in their, in their direction. Take them places, take them further into ways they could never imagine going on their own. Pray over their health, their minds, their marriage and children. Just let, your, let them prosper, continue to prosper and let them to, come, to become prosperous. And I pray this blessing in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Let's clap our hands receiving the word of the Lord. Amen. All right, everybody. I love you guys so, so, so much. Tarn Wells is here next Sunday. We're going to have a blast, 9 and 11. And then we'll start our Easter service on April 1st. God be with you.